Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. If you think about all of the additional responsibilities that came on during the pandemic, we didn't have childcare, there was online school, there was caring for aging parents, there was the grief that you had of people getting sick and going to the hospital and being alone. There was a lot of grief, there was a lot of heaviness. And I think what came out of that that was positive is that a strong focus on your mental health. What I hope happens coming out of the pandemic is that people are able to be more honest about their mental well-being and prioritizing their mental well-being. Welcome to today's episode of Brave Commerce. I'm Rachel Tippograph, the founder and CEO of Micmac. I'm Sarah Hofsetter, president of Profitero. And this is a show that talks about what's relevant in e-commerce for the world's biggest brands. Sarah, have you ever cried at work? I am waterworks. There's not a job I have not cried at. First, you start private, you turn your back, whatever. Yeah, I have like my tear ducts just go like nuts. You know why? Because we always say like, I take things very personally, which is good and it's bad. Like I feel hard. When things are good, I get really jazzed up. When things are not so good, I just fall to pieces because I take everything that I do so personally. It's a blessing and a curse. It's a blessing because like I really bring my whole self to work. It is a curse because you lose a piece of business, somebody resigns and you're like, oh my God, what did I do? I'm pulling apart. So yeah. How about yourself, my dear? Not often, but I have. And one moment in particular really stands out because I think it's it was such a pivotal moment for me as well as for my company. Last spring, so spring of 2022, I had a board meeting. And if you all remember where the market was at that time, the stock market declined by 85%. I mean, really brands just like halted spending. They stopped buying technology. And it was a huge moment in tech. We all experienced it, but it was it was really tough. Like the whole market changed. 
And so things did not go exactly as I thought they would for Micmac in that moment. And at a board meeting, I just, I felt like the world was sort of falling on my shoulders or onto me. And I I couldn't handle it in that moment. And I started crying and I got so embarrassed. And after the board meeting, one of my board members, Gary Vanerchuk, who some of you might know, called me and he said, do you want a hug right now? Or do you want tough love? If you know me, I picked, I want tough love because I am all about growth. Gary told me to pull my pants up. He's like, this is business. Pull your pants up. You're going to get through it. This is happening to all of us. And it was the tough love that I needed to pull my pants up and get things in order. Wow, that's that's heavy stuff. I uh, Nobody ever told me to pull my pants up, but that's because I generally wear dresses and you generally wear pants. So. <laughs> but, you know, metaphors are important. Metaphors are memorable. What about a taco? I don't want to give away the episode, but just... As you're listening to Gabrielle at Mars Wrigley talking about, we're talking about candies, we're talking about chocolate, we're talking about Halloween, but stay tuned for, I don't want to spoil it, stay tuned for the talk. Well, on that note, let's bring Gabrielle Wesley, the CMO of Mars Wrigley, onto the show. Hey, how are you? I'm so excited to be here. Well, we're happy we could grab you because I feel like you're about to enter into a crazy season given your role at Mars. You know, thinking about the brands that you get to work on every day, M&M's, Snickers, Skittles, these aren't just brands that sit in a grocery store. They're really brands that are a part of the cultural zeitgeist. How do you make sure that these brands can play a major role in culture? We obviously are just coming off the heels of Barbie and Mattel and and how these brands really can be bigger than we think. Yeah. So first and foremost, I have to have the best job in the entire world because as a marketer, marketing brands like M&M's, Snickers, Twix, Skittles, we don't necessarily have an awareness problem. The great thing is that our consumers can be consumers of our product at any point in time, they can decide they want to snack. Snacking is an $80 billion industry across sweet, savory, and better for you. And we play in that sweet space. And I think that the biggest thing for us is we try to be any and everywhere anyone ever thinks about treating themselves. And this Halloween is kind of like the pinnacle of everything. It's candies big day because Halloween is all about the candy. And it's really the entry point that people learn about our brands and how important they are. So I would say in order for us to stay relevant, we have to continue to move and talk and be in culture in the way that every generation experiences treating. And Halloween's a big part of that. Mm. In your mind, does the brand go beyond snacking? Like in your role as CMO, are you thinking about its IP in different ways? Yeah. So M&M's is a great example of that. M&M's has been around for over 80 years and has really evolved into more than the products that we sell. M&M's we launched in on purpose 
at the beginning of 2022, really creating a world where everyone feels like they belong. I think everyone can see themselves in M&Ms, in the characters, and it really unites people through fun. So as we continue to make the brand more relevant and insert ourselves into culture, it's really important that we create experiences that allow people to have the same feelings that they have when they consume our product, whether that's the M&M store, whether that's M&Ms.com, whether it's seeing our M&M sweet music tour through the Power Fund. I think M&M's is definitely getting there. And you'll see that also in some of our other brands like Snickers NFL partnership, Snickers as it relates to being one of the best candies that people consume during Halloween. Mm-hmm. And then with our Skittles partnerships, for sure. I will say there's a, a story when my daughter was born, and this was 24 years ago, granted. We had just me and my husband, we had this huge stuffed yellow M&M. And it was like, the audience can't see this. It was very large. And life size. Life, well, <laughs> depends on the life, but yes. <laughs> and one of the things about this this huge M&M was that, and it was plush, it was adorable and, and whatnot, is we would prop my daughter up against it and take pictures of her as she grew relative to the size of wow. this. I still have this 24 years later. Now, granted, my daughter is five foot 10. But every month of her growth was tracked again. So Eminem has been in the cultural zeitgeist of my family since I started being a mom. So I can definitely concur that there's something about Eminem's, whether it's because a lot of companies have been around for 80 years. A lot of brands have been around for 80 years, but there's something that has gotten it into the cultural zeitgeist that definitely you've been doing with Snickers, with many of the others. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just the thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brain or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. So as we go into Halloween, COVID has mostly subsided, obviously, although a bunch of my friends just got it last week. 
inflation, interest rates, a lot of things seem to be getting back to quote unquote normal. What do you think Halloween looks like for the candy industry this season? We are back to pre-pandemic levels of Halloween. So over 90% of people are saying that they're giving away some type of trick-or-treating candy. And over 60% of people are saying they'll engage in some type of Halloween type activity, whether that's consuming candy, trick-or-treating, or one of the things that has really changed post-pandemic is the onslaught of more pre Halloween type activities like trunk or treats or at home Halloween parties with a safe group of individuals or those COVID bubbles have started to expand and become much more of a, uh, a regular thing. The other thing is that, you know, Halloween movies, so movie nights and those types of things have all started. These are rituals that started within the pandemic that have been additive to some of the pre-pandemic activities that we saw on Halloween. So I would say Halloween is fully back even more so than it was in 2022. I think people may have dipped their toe and walked a bit to the beach and put both feet into the ocean last year. They're full on swimming in the ocean for Halloween this year. Whoever invented Trunk or Treat also was the inventor of Pickleball. It's like those two <laughs> things in the pandemic, you know, that are just like so silly and so perfect, you know? Yes. It's the name and you've got to have an awesome Pickleball. What are you freaking get? Pickleball? I, it was a curiosity. It's yeah, I really like pickles. So like I thought that it had something to do with eating pickles, but now it's a, it's a, a phenomenon. We see it. We see it all over the place. Just like your candy. Well, just like the candy. So perfect sort of segue. The pandemic in the post-pandemic world created this positive tailwind for Halloween, right? We we all want to get out in the world, have experiences, dress up, have fun. But then there are sort of internal tailwinds that you can create with your people. At the end of the day, behind Mars Wrigley is a group of people who are behind a mission to try to achieve great things together under your leadership. How are you fostering internal company culture and talent engagement to drive brand growth? Yeah. So one of the things I love about working at Mars Wrigley is that we're founded on something called the associate concept. And that is that there's really not a hierarchy of where ideas can come from. Doesn't matter whether what level you're at or what function you come from, ideas kind of come from everywhere. And so that is deep in the DNA of our Mars Wrigley associates to be able to be outspoken and look for ideas. And we also create an environment where everyone feels like they belong. So we, for sure, for Halloween, everyone gets involved. We have ideas that come from everywhere. And one of the things that we love to do as an organization is we actually go out into retail and set up Halloween displays in-store, all associates at all levels to really get into the Halloween spirit. We kick it off. We have our own trunk or treats over several different weeks within all of our offices and plant locations. And so our associates really take a vested interest and the success of our brands. They are our best ambassadors. And they will tell us when things are not going great and when they love something. And they're our first line of defense because at the end of the day, we're consumers of the product as well. But 
they also go out and um, talk with consumers. They talk with retailers from our supply team and our R&D teams to our demand teams. Our consumer obsession lives within our culture and not just in one function. It really just speaks to the humanity that sits behind the scenes. And I think there's something so strong about those kinds of cultures that people don't really take the time to think about when they think about a brand and what that brand represents, unless that's like something that a brand was like built with, like a Patagonia or something like that. But you've been at the company five plus years. There's decades of history that comes before you. So it's very hard for the cultural values that you personally espouse to become part of that brand. So there's a lot that you have to do to get people to really, that the associates really believe in that. And also for your whole team to believe in that and for people to look at Mars Wrigley and say, that is a company that I believe shares my values. That's a very, very hard thing to do. But the best thing that, you know, we've seen about you is leading by example. You know, you've been at the company for a number of years. You've seen women at work balancing the imbalance. I mean, I don't know, but I, I hate that word balance. I don't even know why I said the word. <laughs> but you and I also had actually somebody who worked for you and has worked for me growing up and getting married, becoming mothers, these women entering their mid-career. How do you help them grow into these senior leaders? How do you help them address the realities, but give them hope? Yeah, it's a great question. And as I reflect on my career, I always had really strong female examples that were very honest with me. You talked about the word balance and balance is so subjective and sometimes even unrealistic. And I've always had mentors, both peer and ahead of me, that have been very honest and transparent about the challenges of being a female at work, being a wife and a leader, and being a mom and a leader, and being a caretaker and friend and sister and all of those things. And so really, one of the things that one of my mentors share with me a long time ago, early in my career, is that the question is, can you have it all? And the answer was, you can have it all, but you have to pick priorities of at what time you want to have what. Mm -hmm. So everything ebbs and flows, right? So sometimes you are leaning more into being a mom. Sometimes you're leaning more into being a leader. Sometimes you're leaning more into being a wife. Sometimes you're leaning more into getting a caregiver. I think the way that I've created that space for the women that have worked for me and work around me is to be transparent and vulnerable. There are times where it is just a lot and it's too much and you need to take a break and you need to take a minute. You also have to allow space for what I call righteous indignation. Things are not fair. Things suck and things are too much. And you have to give yourself space to mourn the loss of something that you thought that you would have, mm. grieve the loss of something that you wanted or something that you wanted to happen that didn't, and give yourself space to do that. 
I give my teams and the women around me like, yes, that sucked. Let's take a minute, whatever that is, whatever your vice is, whatever that is, give yourself a finite time period for that righteous indignation of whatever it is that you're dealing with. And then after that time period, it's done, you've grieved it and you have to move on. But you have to give yourself space and grace to be able to do that. And then also know that you're going to move on. One of the things I tell one of the women that was having a really hard time is to say, <laughs> is my favorite thing that I always say is everybody loves tacos. It's okay for you to fall apart. Tacos fall apart all the time and we still love them, right? <laughs> so you never eat a whole taco and it stays in place. We're like tacos. Sometimes we fall apart, but people will still love us. People will still consume us and we'll get it together because those parts of the taco is what makes it good. And so we can love tacos after falling apart. You will be okay after falling apart. Well, first of all, anything that uses taco as an allegory, I think is absolutely special, especially we were, we've already been talking about deliciousness and then you just, <laughs> but I also think that as you say that, I think it's a great lesson for everything in life. It's like, throw your temper tantrum, your righteous indignation, all that other stuff, but like shows going on, whether you're on the train or not. So it's time to get back on the bus. And if you don't want to get on the bus, like that's up to you. But that bus is moving. We're absolutely getting on the bus. Like there's no mistake. It. If you're falling apart, or like, let's be clear, we're getting on the bus. The question is, how long are we going to take to get on the bus? We can take five minutes. We can take 10 minutes. We can take 24 hours, but we're getting on the bus. Gabrielle, from your seat, do you feel like things got easier or harder? for women in their mid-careers in this sort of post-pandemic hybrid work environment that we're all playing in? Yeah, it's a good question. I really think it depends on where you are. If you think about all of the additional responsibilities that came on during the pandemic, we didn't have childcare, there was online school, there was caring for aging parents, there was the grief that you had of people getting sick and going to the hospital and being alone. There was a lot of grief. There was a lot of heaviness. And I think what came out of that that was positive is that a strong focus on your mental health. What I hope happens coming out of the pandemic, and I think that we're seeing this in culture, is that people are able to be more honest about their mental well-being and prioritizing their mental well-being. So I think that part is a positive. I think the thing that comes out that makes me worry is if we're still holding on to a lot of the responsibilities and expectations that happened pre-pandemic and during the pandemic of women feeling the burden. That's the hard part. Parenting is tough. Some people are the sole caregivers for parents or, or older relatives. And that's a lot to have to deal with. And I think people are making choices with the companies that they're working with, the situations that they're working with, and prioritizing what serves them the best at their stage in life. Unemployment is still relatively low for the environment that we're in. So that means people have choices. So employers have to become more attractive and more flexible. You tie all that up and you know, women are out earning men right now. 
but still have all of these responsibilities that you speak to? Well, we have to ask you our famous last question, which is what's the bravest thing you've ever done? Well, you mean besides having the nerve and the courage to call myself brave in this mixed company of some (laughs) of the bravest women in business? I would say that's the first thing that I would say. I'll give two examples. One, because they're interconnected. I think the bravest thing that I ever did was cry in a business setting in public. It was a lot going on, both personally and professionally at that time, and I just could not hold it in. And this is from someone who didn't necessarily value feelings and visual expression early in my career. For me to do that in front of folks and say, hey, this is a lot, I'm taking it all in, and it's really at this moment too much, that to me was brave connected to that, that is now the second bravest thing is because I've actually, the first bravest thing is I've actually admitted it on this podcast that I cried in front of a group of people at work. You know, this lends back to something we talked about of prioritizing your mental health and being vulnerable and being able to recognize when things are too much. I feel like it's given me a power, a superpower, so to speak, to if I can be that vulnerable and I'm okay, that the folks on my team can be that vulnerable and be okay. Because what it did was drive empathy for me, that sometimes in that moment, you just got to let it go. Mm -hmm. You got to feel all the feelings and then pick it back up. And so that's what I hope that people learn from that brave moment for me. And this brave moment right now of admitting that that actually happened. That is brave. And it makes you feel any better. I cried in a board meeting as spring of 2022, and I was so embarrassed, (laughs) but it was a critical turning point for me and the company. And I had to cry. I understand the sort of embarrassment that you feel in that moment. Yeah. I'd say embarrassment in the moment, a little twinge of awkwardness going forward, but a tremendous weight lifted going forward. I might've felt embarrassed in the moment, but I gained a tremendous amount of empathy. I'll tell you a couple of things. One, I threw up on my entire team once. <laughs> I got a case of vertigo and I was doing the training and I, it, it, Adam Baldwin was just all over the place, on the, just in front of all new hires. <laughs> so, If you're ever thinking you're in a tough situation, just know it could be worse. Number two, I cry all the time. Number three, I think this just wraps up who you are as a human and as a leader in general. You talked earlier about the importance of vulnerability. The fact that you cried at work, it's it's true to who you are. That's why you are brave. You're an incredibly brave human being, not because you cried at work or because you're an empathetic human being. It's because you're the whole freaking package. So thank you for sharing, but recognize you're just on brand. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Rachel. This is amazing. I'm in fantastic company and I really appreciate having a chance to chat with you guys today. Well, thank you. And let's all hit the aisles and pick up Mars this Halloween season. That's right. Buy M&Ms, buy Snickers, buy Twix, buy Skittles, buy Starburst. Awesome. Thank you, Gabrielle. Thanks. Bye. (laughs) Wow. I think we all have permission to be our authentic selves and cry at work and give ourselves five minutes or five days to work through things. If you enjoyed this episode, 
and you want to listen to other incredible badass women who are leading some of the biggest companies, check out Diana Frost, the chief growth officer of Crafts Episode, or go listen to Essie Bragelston, the COO and president of Unilever, or go listen to Diana Hosling, the SVP of Colgate Palmolive. Incredible advice from all those women can be found on those episodes. If you enjoyed this, tell a friend, write us a review, give us a like. Thank you. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. Hi, I'm Jackie Cooper, Global Chief Brand Officer at Edelman and the host of Touch of True, a new podcast launching on the Adweek Podcast Network. My dad gave me this incredibly smart piece of advice. Meet everyone once. As a result, I've met some of the most fascinating and inspiring people on the planet. Now on Touch of Truth, we're coming centre stage and sharing the mic to experience stories of truth, insights and visions for the future that will challenge your way of thinking. Touch of Truth is available wherever you listen to podcasts. New episodes come out every Tuesday. I do hope to see you there.